0: friends how are you how are you getting on my name is colin and this is the sober mess podcast and in today's podcast i was absolutely chuffed to be joined by my good friend shawnee smith shawnee is a yogi instructor that teaches yoga on pontmarnock beach every wednesday and sunday these numbers have grown up to over 800 people so I was absolutely chuffed to have him on for a chat and we talked everything from a powerful mindset to addiction, from drink to drugs, to binge eating, to overcoming hardship in life and finding the positive things that make us feel good and give us peace of mind. And above all else, we had a chat about just learning to accept ourselves, that no matter what's going on or what we have, that self-acceptance is the key to a happy life. Today's podcast is brought to you in association with Graco Studios based in Finglas, Dublin. They offer a hybrid solution for video, photography and podcasting. For more information, check out their website at www.crackostudios.com. Hello friends, how are you? How are you getting on? My name is Colm and this is The Sober Mess Podcast, and you are very welcome. Today, I'm absolutely chuffed to have my good pal, Shawnee Smith, on the podcast. Shawnee, as you know, would have started the yoga. Buzz going on in Dublin beaches, especially over the lockdown, one in particular getting up to over 800 people on a beach doing yoga. Shawnee is a great guy, brings a lot of positivity to the world and as he says himself, he's he's the bogger from Ballymun, so I'm absolutely chuffed to have him here talking all well-being on the podcast. So Shawnee, how are you doing, man? I'm good, Colin. Thanks very much for inviting me here today. Yeah, it's great to have you and as you're saying, it's only our second time meeting.
1: Yeah, mad isn't it we bumped into each other myself and a good pal of mine Lisa Malone the Shakti Queen were down organising the event and we were picking up a few bits and we just bumped into you and George's
0: Arcade wasn't it yeah George's Arcade isn't it? I love that little Nicky Knack shop it sells all like the little Deadly, Buddhist yeah, stuff yeah. and the smelly candles I'll and give all. her a shout
1: out Maharani Oriental is the lady up there Saida and she's absolutely lovely sells all real authentic stuff from the Middle East Like, so if you're looking for your incense in that bar the bald oil actually in, or, she, or the she in the green room actually get your incense in there. He's going to show me. That.
0: Tell it. You've come a the long way. You've come yeah. a long way now from the bog to the incense, Johnny. It's been a
1: mad <laughs> transition over the last few years. Yeah, oh, yeah. I
0: love that, man. So come here, tell us a bit about this transition. Like as you're saying, um, you know, gathering over 800 people onto a beach to do yoga. Like did you ever, like tell us how that kind of came about and what got you into it? It
1: didn't really come about. It just kind of opened up that way, it ended up the kind of developing from being down at that beach, there was a lot of powerful stuff going on down there from other individuals that I was attending Mm. and just kind of get me to boot up the backside to kind of say, right, these people are following what they want to do and they're helping people with their passion and I says, I have to be doing something like that because I've been working as a lab or in a medical science kind of background as a lab assistant in microbiology and it's a great job and all that like, but I have a bit more of a passion inside me for health and fitness and exercise. I used to work as a PT and a strength and conditioning coach back home and I have a degree in health science and nutrition. So I've always been wanting to get back into the kind of health and fitness realm, you know, and then bumping into people down there that were doing so many cool things. It just motivated me to follow me passion and yoga slowly over the last five years started developing into that.
0: And that's where I ended up, you know. That's class, man. I love that. So it's like you just, you went down and seen other people as you were talking about, like the mm. the, the run rise where the guys were getting up, going for a run and then a the sunrise swim and then with Moonstock as Paddy well. Paddy Douglas, like yeah. Paddy Douglas was, uh, he was one of the main catalysts behind it. Like,
1: you know, um, he's a great podcast as well called the DMT podcast. And I used to be just listening to that after having a few interactions with Paddy. We weren't really that close at first because it was only after meeting the man, like, you know, and... Uh, Just listening to his podcast and hearing his views and thinking that we had similar views and then seeing what he was doing with the Wim Hof breathing technique and how he was putting his own twist on it. And I was seeing within myself, I was doing yoga, but I was putting my own twist on it as well. You know that way. So Mm. over the lockdown, obviously times were stressful. Um, Times were fairly boring as well. So a lot of the time I spent on my yoga by myself. And started really developing into it and furthering my own knowledge on it. At first it had only been exercise and movement and keeping myself fit, you know that way. But then I started going deep down the rabbit hole of yoga and learning all about the history and the philosophies and the different type of breathing techniques. And just really noticed the benefits of it. And in May 2021, after talking about it for about six months, I eventually jumped on uh a teacher training course with hot yoga, done drumming, just never look back, and it's propelled me life in a different way altogether. You know that,
0: way I love that man, yeah, and like as I suppose being a bloke, and you think of yoga, you you wouldn't really think it'd be something that you'd be into, like you know what I mean. And then as, as you said, as soon as you try it, and you realise the like the benefits of yoga, like what are some of the things that doing yoga has done for you? Well, I stumbled on yoga in 2017. I was
1: working in a gym and I was a me-head. I was like a (laughs) rugby player doing a bit of boxing, just doing all the typical blokey stuff, like lifting heavy, just, you know, the usual me-head fellow working in a gym kind of style. But my boss uh, wanted to change up the timetable a bit and he got a lady in to teach yoga twice a week. And of course, some of the girls from the 10 a.m. class that I was teaching were rinsing me for not wanting to participate in it. Like, I had to be there to open the gym up for the lady that was coming in. So, of course, me being the big fella, oh, sure, I'll do it. Yoga's easy. Ten minutes in, I was like, this is not easy. Uh, There was a Lithuanian lady, Marta, and this woman is as fit and as strong. And she put me into this vinyasa flow for about 15 minutes and I was dead. And this was supposed to be a strong rugby player. you know Capable of moving massive amount of weights, but Jack couldn't touch my toes or anything. So that's where I ended up stumbling on yoga. And that Thursday class ended up being kind of a weekly class, and then it ended up being two times a week. I ended up hitting a class, and then I just ended up being a daily routine. Slowly but surely, you know. Um, And the benefits I know at first was definitely from the background of playing rugby and lifting weights and playing a few sports. The yoga definitely did help with managing injuries preventing injuries and strengthening up muscles that you wouldn't really be even touching on when you go to a gym Mm. you know you're strengthening up all the smaller parts you're just building a better connection in your structure from head to toe, yeah. as soon as you step on a
0: yoga mat, like, you yeah, know. I love that, and it's that thing, it's like you're connecting, with your own body, you're coming out of your head, and into your body, and I remember the first time, I went to a yoga class, and it was the advanced yoga, yoga class, mm. I think it was abroad, <laughs> Jeez. and there's people there, like, I was sitting there, people there, fucking, standing on their heads, and all. I could barely touch my toes, like, you know, yeah. what I mean? and I was like, oh no, yoga's not for me, and then, I remember my sister, bring me along to a, a another yoga class, a few years later, Later, and it was um, Kudalini Yoga. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I remember at the time, you know, they had like a drum playing in the background. We were just focusing on our breath and just getting into a flow movement with our bodies, mm. and man, just this feeling of transcendence that oh, I felt. Oh, that's like, the word
1: just, that came into my head I, as well.
0: And you know, when I was leaving, it's just the therapeutic impact that it had on mm. me, you know what I mean? I just felt, just so, so in that flow cell, uh, state, just so into my, in my body, that I wasn't kind of in my head anymore, that racing mind, you know, it's yeah. just more in the moment, and I felt incredible that whole day, and I was like, Jesus, there's definitely something to be said for like, I found the yoga, even the jiu you and just connecting with my body knowing all these different movements, you know what I mean, and coming out because we're constantly in our heads all the time. You know what I mean. Mm. Whenever actually in our bodies, like, and I love that when you're just sitting down on a mat and you're 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 in full control of every part of your body, like, you know what I mean, mm. and you're you're getting that full sense of um, full sense of movement, like, you know. Yeah, it's an
1: awareness and a movement like that. You're connecting both your mind and your body together and you can do that in various forms of yoga and the kind of yoga I touch on at the minute now it's very I'm keeping it very beginner friendly because as you've seen it's such a community of people down there there could be anywhere from 50 there was 50 people there yesterday morning for a meditation and then there could be averaging maybe two or 300 euro per session each week and there's such a wide variety of ages so I try to keep it very beginner friendly but I do touch on different aspects of Stanga yoga uh, yin yoga seems to be a big one. Have you tried any of the yin?
0: I don't I don't. Uh, Jen's one a yeah, few Jen, times. Geez. Yeah, 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 oh, That's brilliant. Man, yeah. but that, that's amazing. Like, that's having such a positive impact on that community. You know, you're talking about like over fifty people showing up. You know, doing that bit of breathwork and that bit of yoga. Like, and like, what, for you? Like, do you love being able to be there and and provide? I suppose that service to the community to kind of say look no matter what's going on you can come down to the beach connect with like-minded people do a bit of yoga you know do a bit of sea dipping and whatever like it, it's so good to have right. things like that out there it's particularly this day and age there's stuff going on in the news and you were saying over the lockdown and all and there was a lot of people suffering and there was a lot of people you know in in uh, you know, and their the mental health was in—it wasn't in a great place. And then I'd seen people like you and a few other heads are coming out and saying, "Look, this is going on down at the beach. We're going to meet up for a dip and a run and a, a bit of yoga. And it doesn't matter where you're from or what your fitness level is or what's going on. Everyone's available. It's all yeah. inclusive to anyone." Like that's you know? it.
1: The word inclusive there because for the last two years everything was exclusive and isolation. You know, so yeah. I personally, from what I had seen from working on the front line and from. What I was seeing down at the beach and the people I was communicating, there was no, like people were giving me abuse online for running these sessions. And I was like, the messages I'm getting off people and what people are saying about these sessions, nothing is going to stop me from going down there, you know, mm. because I have had people that were in serious trouble mentally um, emotionally weren't they able to cope with things and telling me how they were benefiting On the Wednesday nights, the Sunday mornings, people coming from drug rehabilitation with their social care workers coming down saying how much this was benefiting them. So that's why I kept rolling with it. Like as soon as I got my tea in and on the Wednesday nights there, we were doing it at half seven every Wednesday night. I was only running that as part of my yoga teacher training. I just put on, I had to put on 10 free sessions as part of my teacher training. After the first two sessions, people were trying to pay me, but I had an ethical duty to myself to not take any payments until I actually was qualified. So I decided to run the events, or the Wednesday nights, in aid of Suicide or Survive, which is a suicide prevention charity. So we ended up raising three and a half grand over the summer towards that, but... When I was finished my yoga teacher training, I was like, am I going to stop this now or what way do I go? And people were just telling me to keep rolling with it. So I'm 36 weeks in this Wednesday, I was 52, and I haven't missed one Wednesday because I've took that mantle. I just feel like I took this mantle on myself to kind of be there and be a beacon for people, you know? Um, especially what was going on over the last two years and there's so many of us there's not just us it's not just me Paddy Douglas is doing it as well he was the one who sparked a fire in me to do that you know because I seen him running the Moonstocks no matter what was going on no matter what guidelines were going on and that wasn't just being rebellious and saying F the government, like it was, we were so worried about people's mental health, mm-hmm. and that's why we were like, Right, well, whatever happens, whatever happens. People got arrested down there, there was fines handed out for me down at sea
0: swims and everything at some yeah. of these events, so that's where our mindset was at. I love yeah. that, yeah. But that, that's the thing, man, as you said, there it's been able to be uh, reliable and useful, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. And people even seeing you going and doing that on the beach, you could be sparking other people's fire as well, like, you know what I mean. Definitely and happened. And that's the thing, man. If you like, especially over the, over the lockdown and all, and the, and the stress and the, you know, the, the like, just the want to want to escape. You know what I mean? Out of what was going on, and it's to try and channel it into healthier things to escape into. You know what I mean? Because that's my thing. That if I take like one thing out, if I try and fill that void with say drink or food or whatever, gambling or whatever negative thing I can find, is to try and fill it with a more positive thing. And the great thing about the yoga and the moon stock and the sun and the sunrise was that like the community that you met down there or the community of like-minded people that you can go and have a chat and go, yeah, hey, do you know what I'm struggling a bit today? And someone else was like, yeah, I'm struggling too. So look, you're in the right place, you know what I mean? And just being everyone being in that kind of, in that lifeboat, that doesn't matter where they've they've come from or what's going on today, you know, we're all here now and we're all just trying to kind of better ourselves, become a better version of ourselves through doing the bit of yoga or the the sea dipping. And that's what I love about it. but Marnock you know I went there a few weeks ago to meet John Bowling oh, and a few of his man. pals and you know going out there for a sunrise I think it was like a half seven seven o'clock in the morning and they had like the boombox playing a barbecue going there people morning. dancing and you know it was like it was like a festival but it was like seven o'clock in the morning and everyone was there for yoga and sunrise and no alcohol no nothing everyone just there enjoying themselves and I loved the laughter mm. the crack the camaraderie and the sense of love in that community and it was such a, a beautiful thing and it didn't matter like Not a lot of, Like I, I rocked up And you know Didn't know anyone And everyone's just Coming up How are you Going to shake my hand I Didn't know who, ah. who I was But they were all so Welcoming and, and
1: friendly Yeah yeah And it's great to have
0: that You know what I mean To say that Like I think When a lot of people Are suffering it, Be it with their mental health It can be a very lonely place That you feel you don't belong anywhere Or you've nowhere to go And then you are places Like that Where it's like Here come along to this All in, all inclusive You know what I mean Come mm. and meet a few friends And get out of the house For a few hours Get out of your head For a few yeah. hours Like you know that's yeah, That's
1: it. Like, that not from here like I knew nobody it was me and another fella from Lamford landed down there on, the, on the Saturday morning yeah. down there, you know and obviously these friendships don't happen instantaneously like yeah. it happens from like going down there really currently and that's what's happened over the last few years and it is great that they will welcome you down there anybody yeah. you just welcome everybody down there and if as long as you're being sound you'll end up sticking around that's what yeah. we always say like you know
0: yeah man, I, I love that. Like and through like through your own experiences through doing this, like what what did you what do you find keeps you motivated to keep wanting to go out and do the do the yoga? Like week thirty six, like what is keeping you motivated? There's so
1: many things that have me motivated now. Um past experiences for myself. I've always committed to a goal and when I look back and analyze it, there's lots of goals that I didn't achieve because I was in such a weak mindset. Uh had me priorities all messed up, uh, partying too much, chasing women, you know, the usual stuff that you get up to when you're in your early to mid-twenties, some maybe even into my late-twenties a little bit, we won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was it, yeah. Um, I don't know what's after happening over the last few years with me, to be honest, really. Just after having a complete change of heart and set me own priorities yeah. that were going to benefit me in the future. In 2018, I had a bad health scare. Um, had a bleed in my brain after a boxing tournament wow. and that was the real catalyst for change there then um, because I ended up being in hospital in and out for like five weeks uh, I was, anytime I was in the hospital I was there by myself and I had a few people who I thought that cared about me um, that didn't come and see me and that was a bit of a wake up call that I was investing too much time and energy into people who wouldn't even cross the road from me or come in and see me you know, on a bus or whatever you know mm-hmm. so that's when I started really focusing on myself. From 2018 onwards, um, I've been just kind of slowly but surely implementing better life choices, yeah. trying to get better, kind of. It's breaking more habits, you know, that way yeah. than anything else because habits carry over with you for years yeah. and you just yeah. have to break those habits. But I'm happy where I am now. I still have a few habits to break yeah. and that's what's really kept me motivated. Knowing the state that I was in before and the fact that I couldn't commit to a goal or this time I'm in a good headspace and I've committed to that goal. And then the other influence behind the whole lot of it is just the people that are down there. Like if you, if you actually sit down and talk to some people's stories or listen to some people's stories when they're talking, I thought I had you know, trauma in my life, stuff that I you know, might have felt a bit of heartbreak or a bit of sorrow over. But then when you're listening to some people, like you're really hearing stories where people are really dealing with trauma and then I'm thinking to myself, how could I not be there for these people for an hour a week on a Wednesday and an hour on a Sunday? That's that's really the motivation behind the whole lot of it, yeah.
0: you know, the community that's down there. Yeah, man, that, that's powerful, isn't it? And I love, how, I love how you're saying that, like you're on a certain road in life and then you got the kind of, you got the bleed in your brain and that kind of, it nearly liberated you, you know what I mean? And I love that. What I found out with my own rock bottom with, 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 with the alcohol was that it made me realise, you know, how short and fragile life is, you know, and if we keep on this road, I'm going, you know, it's, it's just going to get further and further to rock bottom, like, you know what I mean? And uh, when I look back now, I, th- I nearly think that liberated me. Like that, man, you realise your friends are. Like, are these friends, or are they just drinking associates? They're just other pe- people that just want to escape as much as I do, you know what I mean? But I don't want to do it alone, like, you know? And then, like, that, that kind of... That kind of shocked me into saying right I need to do something with my life you know what I mean and like that you talk about changing habits or forming new habits like you know what I mean and saying right what's serving me or what is adding to my life and what's taking away from my life and that and a lot of the time man it was me I was the problem you know what I mean I could point the finger oh it's because of this it's because of that but I had to look inwards, man, and say, right, I need to stop looking outside of myself for the solution, you know, if I get this job, I've got that nice fancy car, if I get this relationship, if we travel over here, that'll fix it. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't looking at the fires going in going in on side so- going in on the inside. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And like that, what really helped me. And you, you touched on it there with community, where you meet people who who have to the, like they've walked a similar path as that. You know, We've kind of went down the wrong road and said, right, there's nothing, there's nothing here for me. This is not mm-hmm. serving me, and finding a kind of another way to to live life. Like you know what I mean. And yeah. for you today, what what do you think makes a strong mindset? What
1: makes a strong mindset? I don't know because I still. I have doubts in my own mindset sometimes. You know, I feel like I have a strong mindset now and I think having a goal, I think is where the strong mindset comes in. Because if you have your goal, that's fixed. You know what I mean? No matter how long it takes, if it's 10 years or a five-year goal or a six-month goal, the goal is fixed. So that's what really has to keep you tuned in. Once the goal is fixed, that's where your discipline and your motivation has to carry you through. Because you know yourself, it's easy to get motivated towards a goal, but getting disciplined and getting dedicated, that's where the real hard work and where the Mm -hmm. growth lies you know and that's where I said to you before I feel like I let myself down over the years and now I feel like I've a lot to prove you know so Mm. to myself as yourself with the getting sober you were proving that to yourself obviously weren't you you knew you had a better you you know more to offer the world than just being a mess now you're a sober mess
0: (laughs) 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 yeah yeah, and I oh, man, that, that like that—that's it. Uh, like what I find, even like what I set the goal last year with the Ironman and all. Like when I when I look back, it wasn't the uh, the The like the, the highlight wasn't the, the get the cross finishing the cross line. It was like everything. Like going out for a run or a cycle at fucking five o'clock in the morning in the rain and. Being like, why am I doing this? And it's like, oh, yeah, it's that goal that I have coming up. Like, you know what I mean? But it's all the habits that you form in between that, you know what I mean? And, yeah, you get them days where you're just kind of, you're not motivated. But it's about saying, right, why am I doing this? And is it worth struggling for? You know what I mean? And that was my thing is that, yeah, I I want to do this. And when it was the days when I was really struggling, it's like saying, is it worth struggling for? You know, and like that with the yoga, you're doing week 36 now and I'm sure this day is, you looked out the window, you've seen all that rain or you just, you weren't, like, you just weren't arsed and showing up and doing it. But you said like, this is worth struggling for because it's helping people and it's helping me when I do it. You know what I mean? And, and just trying to, just suppose, channeling the stuff that is worth Struggling for, cause I've always look at me life, and anything that's taking away my peace of mind. I'm like, is this worth my peace of mind? You know what I mean? Uh, is this worth wrecking my head? Like, you know what I mean? I'm being able to kind of channel that stuff, and I think that that helped my mindset over the years. To say, you like, what what is worth struggling for? You know what I mean? Uh, is it is it meaningful to? you Is a part of your kind of or know, your purpose in life? And I think as you were talking about your purpose in life was that like doing that yoga and how everything fell into place like Mm. in a weird way and I think this is how sometimes we can kind of find what we're we're here to do like in that like you're helping people via the yoga like you know what I mean and you're shining that light there like you know
1: yeah I don't know the the yoga man like as I said I never felt I never thought anything was going to go like this you know I just this is the best advice to give anybody if you are passionate about something or something dive on it you know what I mean? No matter what the outcome is going to be. Like, I dived in that yoga thing and I bought a speaker. I'm not messing with you, Colin. If people could see it, it was like six inches little JVC speaker costing me 60 quid. That was supposed to do 15 or 20 people. I never like anticipated it was going to grow to this much, you know? And that was just me diving on me passion and pouring myself into it. So the best thing I can do is tell anybody whatever your passion is no matter what is if it's collecting stamps just dive yourself into it because you never know you just end up hitting the jackpot and even if you don't you're doing something that you love yeah. and you're happy with you know just so happens with the yoga you get to help so many people you know
0: Yeah and, that's, and like when did you ever get to a place where you're terrified to do that especially at the start and
1: mm, No because I had a, I was after been working in a gym in Lawnford for yeah. like five years and uh, I was kind of I was training in the gym and the lads were talking about getting me in to do a couple of sessions like because I was doing my degree as well at the time and uh, I said yeah yeah grand no bother whatever he says I have no problem coming in. They ended up bringing me like last minute because the two boys were double booked for a seminar down (laughs) here in DCU to come in and train a Gaelic team. (coughs) So my first uh, class that I trained in the gym was like 60 lads off a GAA team you know and if you'll do that like you'll teach in front of anybody Mm. and I was lucky enough with the yoga because it went from like seven people 10 to 15 to 30 to 50 and then one week after like four or five weeks it just went to 140 and that night I remember standing up in the shelters thinking what is after happening here how is there 140 people turning up for a yoga session here on a Wednesday night I wasn't even promoting it that much because I was only doing my yoga teacher training you know Um, yeah I ended up being 140 people and I kind of grew with the crowd you know so the first night with 140 people I felt the nerves And then after that, it was like, you know what, people are coming to watch me do something I'm passionate about. If I can't bring them through a yoga session for half an hour or 45 minutes, I shouldn't be doing it, you know, that way. And and lucky enough with the background and the strength and conditioning, I felt confident enough to stand up and you know, train a couple of hundred people, like i train trained yeah, Gaelic like teams, trains, athletics clubs, like, you know, so, and I feel like I'm able to communicate with people, I feel like, that's probably what's after happening as well, Um, I go around and talk to people, and have a chat with them, to make sure everybody's alright, try my best, I can't talk to 200 people every night, you know, yeah. but I always try to make someone, especially if I see someone who's, after coming down by themselves, because yeah. you'll spot them a mile away, they'll have their yoga mat tucked under, and they'll look a bit nervous, so,
0: you know. That's powerful, man, I love that, and like, what advice would you give to someone that's like say at a crossroad and, and they want to take that leap be it into yoga or into podcasting or into a change of career or a cha- any sort of change that's scaring them to, to take that action towards it? It's easy to say I know because I've done it but
1: I was there I was like what am I going to do now am I going to actually dive in on this do I want to waste like that's what the thing is you think you're wasting your money by putting money into your passion but when you really like, dissect that. You're actually not. Like, you're putting something into yourself that's your passion. But that's what I thought at the start. I was like, you know what? This is going to cost me about three, three, four grand by the time I buy a laptop and everything. But now look what's after happening to my life. I'd advise anybody, take the dive. Because if you don't take the dive or take the jump or take the step, you're going to be stuck exactly where you are. So yeah, you
0: yeah. have the choice, you know. That's the, that's a mad thing when you think about it like that. It's like, if you don't do it, you're going to be in the same place there next week questioning going should I shouldn't I should I mm-hmm. shouldn't I but if you do do it and it works out, you, you know, that's incredible. Mm. And if it doesn't do it and it doesn't work out, it's incredible that you took the leap yeah. and you had that sense of self-belief mm. in yourself and that what that'll do for your confidence as well. Yeah. So you had it, you know, I got this thought in my head, I wanted to become a, a yogi instructor, I wanted to become a personal trainer, I wanted to change a career, you know, and you're always, if you don't, like, I, I think if I get this idea and it pops up a lot and, it, and you know, and I feel very strongly about it, and I'm like, what's the worst that can happen here? You know what I mean? If I jump into this and it doesn't work, you know, fe- like fake it. So what? Like someone said to me, What does fail stand for? Like what abbreviation for fail is first attempt and at learning. Mm. And even if you go and you fail the first time and you get a couple of setbacks, that's a that's a vital part of building that success. Like look at the success mm. you were now with the yoga, and I'm sure you had a few fecking stumbling blocks along the way. Oh plenty, man. That's how we learn, man, isn't it? We need to mm. we need to touch the stove every now and again and say, Right, this way it doesn't work, let's try it another way. Like, like
1: you only fail when you stop. Yeah. Like you yeah. know what I mean? If you fail On the day at something, if you fail an exam, if you lose a match, if you, whatever it may be, if you stop pursuing that, that day, then that's it, you failed. But you always have another try. You always have another go. You can always go and work that bit harder. And people mightn't think that. They think, oh, I'm after failing. Now that's it. I'm not going back to that. Mm. That's where the work lies. That's where the growth lies. That's where that inner strength needs to be built doing those things you know and people shy away from hard work I love hard work because I used to be afraid of it I used to shy away from it I just wanted the easy thing wanted the stuff handed to me now I want everything the hard way I want to dig my heels in I want to work for the, for everything that I plan on having I'm going to work my whole offer. Yeah. you know and that's just after happening to me since 2018 that yeah. whatever happened to me when my brain got flipped upside down it literally must have got flipped up the right way because I was like you drinking partying man like you know, to come from that to not being on the session for 18 months, yeah. you know. Like, I've had one or two hot whiskeys here and there, one or two beers with my mates, but there's been no standing in the kitchen sniffing, chopping up stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, Them days are gone. Yeah. That Shawnee is buried.
0: I love that, mm-hmm. man, yeah. And it's powerful, because you find that, um like, when we do have these goals, that it's the journey is the highlight of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you hit the goal, you hit the pinnacle, then it's over, and then it's like, right now what? And when you have that... Uh, Vision, whatever it is, it's the journey to that. That's the best bit. Mm-hmm. That's the highlight of it. Is the. To- as that you're going down these different these different kind of rabbit holes and getting these cul sacks and saying right this didn't work or right sorry this way that didn't work and the people you're meeting along the way like you know what i mean and i think if you were to look back to your own life and say right then like when you're start- talking about like, sitting in the kitchen there and whatever and you know realizing that that's a vital part of your journey like dave david goggins talks about you know he thought the endurance running and he's like, like, that childhood trauma was a vital part of my training for these endurance runners yeah. because I built up a sense of a mental tolerance and mental strength for endurance. You know what I mean? That Even the endurance of uh, sustaining a, a very uncomfortable mental state, his mental health was so bad. And then he was able to transcend that into endurance running. That he found that his head was such a difficult place that the uh, that the hardship of endurance running was nearly like a luxury mm-hmm. compared to his mental health. And we related to, to that an awful lot, you know, when like like we're in the grips of addiction and like really bad mental health. And then when you get into it, like get, get sober, and it's nearly like part of you is missing that chaos when you mm-hmm. got, when you get start getting sober. The old environments because they're so used to that chaos and that madness of addiction mm. and next thing you're sober and you're sitting in this quiet and calm that you just feel like throwing a grenade in somewhere and that's what I love about endurance sports it's the chaos and the excitement and it makes you feel alive and it just activates your soul and mm. that's what I love about the sea dipping or the hiking or the is it's just this healthy chaos you know that I, that I just fall in love with like you know mm.
1: and you have to test that chaos yeah. that's the way I look at it like no matter what uh Yeah, people might like getting in for sea swims. People mightn't like struggling through that 20 minute or half an hour sauna. But like when you get through that, you're after developing that mental fortitude to test yourself that bit further the next time in the chaos, you know? And that's what people have to do. People have gone for the soft route the whole time. Like as as humans, we are just getting weaker and weaker as the day goes. And when you see people like David Goggins yourself, My good mate Jason that does all these endurance sports. Like It's just, that's the way the humans should be living. They should be testing themselves instead of looking for comfort. It's getting out of that comfort zone, testing yourself, seeking that discomfort, you know. And human beings and society is steering us all away from that, and it's great to see lads like you that are doing the
0: endurance. You're actually making me jealous. Cause I can't <laughs> yeah. even
1: go for a run and lay it up at the ah, minute.
0: You will see, them, man. So, like, obviously now with the with the ACL man and the hamstring, and you've a couple of injuries. What sort of stuff are you doing to kind of maintain your mental health throughout that? I tell you what, bud, I am blessed at the minute because. If I didn't have such
1: a good support network around me now at the minute, I'd probably be in the depths of depression, I'm not going to lie, because I'd done it to me left in years ago playing rugby. Uh, I've had this surgery now to fix a few niggles that were going on. And um, it's tough, because there's a long long road ahead to get to the goal of me going back playing some sort of sport in nine or ten months. So the support network has been important. Um, What I have learned from the last surgery on the opposite leg ten years ago that was important to take on those learns and then the yoga has been very beneficial for me because when you're sitting in a room by yourself a lot of the day like it's a bit of an effort going up and down the stairs as well so I'd be stuck in my room so it's nice to have the mat there just do a little bit of upper body stretching lots of rehabilitation but I think I'm training my mind more than anything else now at the minute I'm doing a lot of stuff that I was putting on the long finger uh, in terms of stuff for the mind yourself brand or business whatever way I'm trying to go with this um, and even just furthering my own self you know so I've been training the brain when I haven't been able to train the body so I there's always that. something that can be done
0: yeah, I love that man it's so true isn't no right. matter like how limited you feel you are, there's all, there is always to, somewhere we can grow like, that's you know? it and where, where, where are things going with Mind Yourself 365 where do you want it to go? I
1: don't know man I'm kind of laid up at the minute and uh, it's kind of just after putting me to a halt with a lot of plans but uh I'd like to I'd like to definitely go full time with this Um, I feel like I have a lot to offer I have a strength and conditioning background I have a nutrition degree health science nutrition degree and obviously I'm going to be furthering my education with yoga I'm planning to go to India in October for a month so I feel like I have a lot to offer Um, I have lots of business ideas that I want to kind of step into the mental health realm Um, lots of events that I want to organise as well so I couldn't tell you exactly what's going to happen with the mind yourself thing, but I feel at the minute now with a lot of people that are getting on to me and a lot of people that want to do work, I feel like the sky's the limit now at the minute. So Yeah, I love that, I'm man. I'm just going yeah. to sit back and relax and get healed up first, you know. Yeah. If I start thinking too far ahead and forgetting about the present, and last week I forgot about the present stepping up out of bed and ended up pulling my hamstrings, so yeah. I'm trying to slow everything right down and ignore the phone a little bit whenever yeah. it's binging.
0: That's, man, but that's a powerful place to be where you can't, you have that sense of awareness. Like, Mm. someone said to me, what's the hardest thing about training for an Ironman? I said, resting. Mm. Learning to rest. And we had to go and investigate that is why, why do I struggle to rest? And it was an inability to sit with myself. You know what I mean? I couldn't, Sit with column. I couldn't just mm. sit comfortable in my own skin. I was always off doing something. Could never sit still. I Need to constantly be distracted. I need to come back and start to learn to sit with that discomfort, you know. And mm. you talk about you now when you get an injury, you've no choice but to sit with yourself, like, you know. And it takes some mental strength to be. I think the hardest thing I've ever learned to do was just sit in my own skin and be comfortable with that. Because even with the drinking and whatever else I got up to, it was it was always just an escape, my, to escape me and escape my reality and then kind of learn, t- and then obviously oh, that t- you can get get sober man you you find all the sober addictions you know, mm. the over training over walking fecking you know it could be fecking figure or Lego or Lego <laughs> <know>? <laughs> yeah all sorts of things but it's like saying like, why am we why am we doing that stuff What mm. what is the what's the real here you know what I mean like you can if you've seen a fecking flower that was the petals are falling off you wouldn't go and treat the petals you go down Treat the root like. mm. So that's why we need That constant self-awareness To say Right Why am we doing What am we doing You know what I mean As if we're coming From a good place And they always question My motives To say Right How can I You know what, what How can I use My exposed skills today And my passions today To try and make the world A better place Not just for me But the people around me And like mm. what you said I think going to the, the two tools To Make You know The world a better place Is just to try to be useful And try to be reliable like, mm. You know what I mean
1: That's it useful and reliable it's hard to find people like that but uh, when you come across them grab onto them so fair play to you for being useful and reliable (laughs) yeah but um, no I definitely totally agree with you there like when you're sitting by yourself where my problem stems from is I can't sit still Um, I got diagnosed with ADHD when I was 28 when I was finishing off my degree isn't it mad how you slip through the cracks of school before to find that out like a 28 so that's how I find it very hard to sit with myself and then when I was younger, I had a lot of eating disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, I was quite obese, would have had to go to a few, like, obesity teen clinics. So I'm mm-hmm. in the mindset of past trauma, past eating habits maybe creeping back up on me. And I used to, like, purge through exercise and purge through making myself sick. I used to suffer from bulimia then as well. And that's why I find it hard to say. Wow. because I just feel like I need to exercise yeah. and I'm just watching people who I was smoking last year in the gym boys weren't even able to catch up with me like. and that's not me being in Egypt but I have that competition in my head to be on the go now and trying to be lapping people yeah. and trying to be as fit as I can be to be ahead of people but now I'm just like stuck in the that's, room that's and slow-mo, slow-mo you know
0: and what? it's killing me. That's powerful. what's a bit tell us about that journey there. Like you went do you think this was from a really young age? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It was a young age, like and that's why I'm just so driven by exercise now. I'm wanting like obviously I'd say openly I'd say I probably do have some body conscious images and people yeah. are always like, What are you on about Sean? you're great, yeah. Nick, you're all training. but I just always had that fat child stuck in the back of my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um when it was about I'd say it was probably just finishing up in primary school, heading into secondary school, started piling on the way and I don't know, it was like a secret eating, mm. hoarding, and then me mother, like, not me mother's fault whatsoever, me mother was working, and a single mother, like, so she was working most evenings. So I'd be kind of calling around to some mate's gaffes after school, like doing homework and stuff, and I'd be getting fed in two people's gaffes, eating and me mother's, eating all around me. And a lot of it did stem down to insecurities mm. and, I don't know, being, I don't know, just a young lad growing up in a small town. Like, we were all, like, mates or mates, but... We were rootless where we grew up, you know, that yeah, way. You know, it's, and it's yeah, ah, people would cut deep with some stuff, you know, and obviously then I'd comfort it, and uh, yeah. it led me down a road to struggling with me weight the whole way through my teens to the point where I was having really bad chest problems, and I had to go to a clinic. It was called the Star Clinic over in Mullingar, and I was going there once a month to kind of rectify all the problems, and when I hit about 16, 17, then I started being a bit more conscious about... What was putting into my body and me health and that carried up until i was about 18 or 19 and then on the session happening you know so i was kind of good habits bad habits dipping in and out them for years and took me till it was about 26 27 to really start cementing some of the habits that i wanted to have in my life you know but um yeah definitely the childhood obesity was a bit of a problem when i was younger yeah, yeah.
0: That's mad, man. Like, I can identify a lot with that. You mm. know, I was a big kid like that. I was a comfort eater, and you know, I was a binge eater, You know, but mm. it was like, we came from a big enough family, so the likes of chocolate was scarce. But <laughs> you know, if we feel, I remember, if it was a kid, I'd find a pack of wagon wheels of hangover bars. You would know, eat every single mm. one of them, and he used to love The buzz of that and the and escape again. I was a, it was a heavy kid, but then. Uh, then you get obsessed with be training and exercising, mm. and you get, as you said, purging and exercise, the purging eating, over training, over eating, you know, and mm. that, and again, it's just coming back to this sense of I'm not good enough as I am. You know, I need a six pack, and then you're under eating and mm. over training. Your body's exhausted. You're running yourself into the ground, mm. and the only escape you feel is to lash the last chocolate over mm. and you're getting escaping into that, and then the shame comes, and you're just caught in this downward spiral, man. You know, what I mean? yeah, and it's easy to slip into like because even over the last couple of years, you'll
1: have a, a couple of days where that ends up happening to you. Like, and I used to beat myself up about it, whereas now I'm just like, you're after having two days, you kind of blew steam off after six weeks or two months trend, and so on. Uh, you know what I mean? You'd be back to the normal. But I can see how people can slip into that if they haven't got a good support network around yeah. them, if they haven't got like good habits you know, instilled in them. People can go down that slope and it just steamrolls and steamrolls. And I've seen people fall away from being a strong, fit, healthy, athletic person, a lot of things going for them and depression might lead them down a way that is not beneficial for their health, physically or mentally. And unfortunately you've seen a few people now that are sheltered themselves and a few people have taken their lives like you know, true. Whatever way it was, you know, and a lot of it stems down to just not looking after their health because you can see
0: the physical health waning before the mental health waning in, in some people, you know. It's, it's, but it's a symptom of it. Like, if you see someone that, uh, like, if they do kind of, you know, go, go down this kind of road with the drink or the food or whatever, like, it, the, the motive is that the mental health, like, you mm. know what I mean? And the symptom of that is that you get, like, massively out of shape or whatever. It's usually because they're just escaping into into some substance you know Mm. be it drinks drugs food whatever and then like but for you like what what do you feel was the, the pinnacle part of recovery from that like or from the you, the obesity, or it just like mm. mean, it's not even so much obesity, it's there, you know, because I know people that with, with eating disorders and they they seem like they're in good shape or whatever, but it's like that body dysmorphia that they have, the self hatred that they have, and this really yeah. negative relationship around food and things like that, you know what I mean? And what they seem to a lot of people I've thought that have recovered from that was coming back to. That a, lot of, like a lot of CBT and a lot of kind of self searching and self acceptance to realise that here I'm not the piece of shit we think I am and you know being able to kind of love yourself a bit more, like you know, or as you say, mind yourself. Mind
1: yourself, that's it. Like, uh, the best advice to give anybody that is struggling with alcohol or drugs or food, binge eating, like I have, is just that you are good enough and that's something that you have to get into your head because what is going on in your head is what from uh, most of the time with me, it was coming from other people's thoughts or what other people were saying about me, you know, and that it infect your head and all those negative words do cast spells in you. This sounds a bit mumbo jumbo, but that's what happens. You hear those words repeat negative uh, thoughts or words, what people are saying about you, like it weighs down on you, but you have to remember that you are good enough and that you can change your life at any minute. And, can I say this here fuck everybody to be honest with you you know that way so just just remember you're good enough look yourself in the mem- mirror and tell yourself that you're good enough yeah I love that yeah. simple as that because you are good enough like you mightn't be at the position you want to be in now but at the end of the day who really is everybody is always striving for that one step further that one bit closer to a greater life and you just have to be good enough to start and you are good enough
0: Dude, that's powerful isn't it man and I love is. a. Listen to Mel Robbins there recently mm-hmm. and she talks about every time she walks by a mirror, she gives it a holy five. To give ourselves a bit, of, to giving ourselves like give fire. it a wink. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> give it a wink and yeah, look at it, you're doing all right. But that is it, man, you know, to know that you're good enough. You're good mm. enough regardless that it's not. i will be good enough when dot 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 when I get this, I get that, when I get the six pack, when I get the house, when mm. I get all these followers, when I get this amount of money. You know, it's you're not at a deficit of any of them things. It's mm. not like you know when you get that thing, then you're at eighty percent right now. But when you get that, it will complete you. Mm. You know, it's it's learning to look as you are right now. You're good enough. You're absolutely and and celebrate your uniqueness. You know, don't be like a sheep going on, oh, going comparing yourself to the mystical world of fucking Instagram. That's mm. just a fairy tale, and everything's what it seems like. You know, what I mean, it. Instagram, and we're going on. I'm comparing ourselves. You know, and it's coming back to you know challenging that inner critic that we have in our heads. You know, because because for years I was plagued with an inner critic and an over sense mm. of perfectionism, where I, I I'd set the bar way too high if I, I was a like, great right, if I'd gone playing that game of Astro and I'd, I'd fucking score a hat trick but I'd be beating myself up over the shot that hit a post yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, be doing yeah, these yeah. mad runs and marathons but I'd be whipping myself oh yeah but I wasn't as fast as fucking David Goggins or Sonia O'Sullivan and yeah, it's like yeah. you know just just this very really cruel inner critic that was incapable of accepting the good stuff or my achievements I was doing and a lot of times it's not even about getting out of bed and doing a fucking marathon sometimes it's just about getting out of bed and being able to look yourself in the mirror and say look I'm doing all right today, and that's Mm. the hardest marathon you'll ever run. That's That's the hardest Mount Everest you'll ever climb. It's just learning to love yourself and accept yourself. Look, you know,
1: and that all happens in the present. Like, Mm. what happens is uh, loving and accepting myself. I can only talk about me because I don't know what's going on in everybody else's head. But like, stuff from the past is what like prevents you from giving yourself full love now. But you have to realize it's in the past, and then we worry about stuff in the future that's taken away what we have now in the present so it's very important to tap back into what's going on in the present be appreciative of what you have and just love everything that's in your life because you can get sucked in to the negative but I used to be like that but I just try so hard to flip it mm. and focus on the positive even it might look a bit gloomy but only a few positives sometimes yeah. but if you focus on the positive positive it'll all handle itself, you know.
0: 100%. And it's about trying to rechannel that brain chemistry, you know, to do the opposite, that we do crave the negativity or the, the negative people, it's to try to do the opposite, you know, mm-hmm. if we say something negative about myself, like, bounce back with a positive uh, affirmation in your head, you know what I mean, that was, oh, I'm a, oh, geez, I, I feel really fat, or I look like I'm putting on loads of weight, or I feel, like, or whatever you're saying yourself to criticise, replace that with a positive uh, affirmation as mm-hmm. well, like, you know, and try and, like, rechannel them, uh, them brainwaves that we're mm-hmm. having in our heads, like you know what I mean? Because straight away it's our, our natural default. It's like when you wake up in the morning, your factory setting is to self-criticise it, to feel sorry for yourself, to feel like a victim. Mm-hmm. You know, and to, to kinda, of, you know, if you bought a new TV or a new phone and it has the factory settings on it, sometimes you need to change the settings on it to get it the way you want it. Yeah. And that's like me every morning when I wake up, man. I need to get down, do my bit of meditation, do my bit of journaling, write down a few things I'm grateful for. And that's me applying the settings for the day. That's mm-hmm. me, you know, setting the foundation for for the day to live off that but if I get up and I don't do them little basic things you know that head that can run carnage in me I've that in critic in me head all day yeah. and I'm thinking about the past and I'm thinking about the fear and I'm obsessed with all the negativity and it's just to try and uh, like you know activate that that positive uh, re in my mind like you know mm. yeah the morning um you seem like very like
1: me I feel if you get your morning nailed your day runs smooth does it Mm, i feel like i'm the same anytime that i haven't that's where structure comes in like and it's hard to set up a structure or a morning routine or whatever but once you get it implemented like i feel your day runs so much smoother having a bit of organization is what you need in life because i was very disorganized and my life was a shambles running around didn't know what was going on half the time you know rushing everywhere soon as you start planning stuff everything just falls into place so much easier you know Tell us a bit about your
0: daily ritual, like your morning ritual.
1: My morning ritual, uh, well, it's rehabilitation at the minute because my leg is stiff as a bore, but before that it was literally like get up early, get up for around six, do a 15-minute bit of yoga depending on what needed to be stretched out. That was just the morning one to wake up the body. Went to work, try and plough through work with a smile on my face as quick as I could, get back out the door, hit the gym, hit the beach, that would be it. But the morning routine is basically all-around yoga. I wouldn't eat in the morning. I'd have tried to fast. Hit a cold shower. Uh, Try to read something. Uh, Read The Tao Te Ching by uh, Lao Tzu. You've probably read that or dabbled in that yourself. I think every man needs that book in his library. But uh, it's a great book. It's just aphorisms. It's just like one page and you can kind of, if you you give it a read, you have to try and break down what you think of it yourself, you know. So I've been dipping into that, trying to read something as well every morning. And uh, that's pretty much my morning routine. I love that.
0: I love that. Right. So just a quick one on the top of my head. For you today, what would how do you define happiness? Freedom.
1: Right. Freedom. Freedom. From what? Freedom. I feel like I'm starting to feel a lot freer in my life. A lot of space is after freeing up for me to let me pursue things that I wanna do, you know? Um Being free, especially with the last two years, what's gone on in the country. Um I felt like I was free spirited the whole way through and it's just give me a real sense of fulfillment within me heart to feel free in my opinions feel free in my movements and feel free where i'm going with my goals in life you know so that's what gives me real happiness is freedom i love that man mm. and
0: it's a, it's a mind state, isn't it? It Good is it? yeah victor frankl has that you know that book man search for meaning and, mm. and he talks about like freedom is uh like like anyone can take away everything from you they can stick you in a box and Mm. but yeah it's how you choose to process that information Mm. you decide how you want to you know what mood you want to be in today you know what I mean and that's your freedom it's how you react to anything that's That's where your freedom law is that's it like
1: freedom doesn't mean I'm free I'm out of jail or whatever freedom to think the way you want to think to talk the way you want to think to do the things you want to do that is freedom and especially with what has been going on in the world and what is going on in the world now with wars and everything but uh, you know freedom is so important being free to express yourself is important and I feel like I would have like not expressed myself for so many years and the last four or five years I have expressed myself after a near-death experience and it's sad that it's taken and that experience for me to step into my full expression. But I'm here now, and I invite everybody that is listening to this to step into their full expression.
0: I love that man, Roy. Quick four questions. Lovely. What, what? What's the greatest advice you've ever gotten?
1: Greatest advice I've ever gotten is only a fool trips over something that's behind him Write that down.
0: I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so that means not not letting go of the past. Like no, if you,
1: something is behind you, you're don't trip over. It, it's behind you. Move on. You okay. know what I mean.
0: So let go of the past let go of the past I love that man only a
1: fool trips over something that's
0: behind him ok that's how can you trip over something that's behind you that's powerful isn't yeah. it yeah I love that what's the worst advice you've ever gotten
1: what's the worst advice
0: you've a, ever gotten hedgehunter at
1: the 4.15 <laughs> in Colby about 500 quid <laughs> I think it was gone. <laughs> yeah bad advice <laughs> oh man
0: yeah that's brilliant yeah. I love that mm. right if you met yourself five years ago what would you have told yourself
1: uh, if met myself five years ago I would have told myself everything is going to be okay I love that because that was when I was in the depths of it Now, I, honest to God thought thought uh, I was after going through a bad relationship during the time I had the bleed in my brain I felt like I got no support from that relationship and Ended up having to move back down to Lawnford for a while and was debating whether to kind of keep a base here in Dublin, you know. And I was at a real crossroads in my life. So, yeah, it's led me to here. I love that. Mm. What legacy do you want to leave behind? A legacy I want to leave behind is... I just want to leave that mind yourself message. Because mind yourself isn't about me. Mind yourself is a message that I'm sure your mother or someone has said to you when you're leaving or departing. But my mother said that to me one day when I was in the depths of it on the phone and that was a message that has just rang out with me. And that legacy, I want everybody to mind yourself 365 and that doesn't mean going and running a marathon, doesn't mean killing yourself every day. It's just something every day that is going to benefit, improve or stabilize your mental, physical and spiritual
0: health. It doesn't have to be a marathon every day. Can be a marathon once a week.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I love that, man. Lovely. It's been absolutely powerful talk, you Come here. If anyone wants to find out information about signing up for the yoga, how can they find that info? Eh, uh,
1: I do. Put everything up on my stories Don't DM right. me about <laughs> To okay. DMs to be on fire What time is yoga Where is yeah. it But uh, I do keep it All in my stories It's Wednesday At half seven On Port Marnock Beach And Sundays At ten
0: o'clock On Port Marnock Beach Deadly. So and if you want More information Check out Shani On Instagram Mind yourself 365 Lovely stuff Yeah, yeah. Shani, You're an absolute Pleasure to talk to man I really appreciate Same you Same as you on.
1: bud Nice to meet you For the second time <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Oh man Not about quali- quantity It's quality That's it That's it <laughs>
1: Quality boys,
0: <laughs> quality boys. Boyo, squaw man, absolute legend. Thanks, Thanks very bro. much. Mind yourself. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. If today's podcast brought up anything at all, and you'd like further information, you can contact me on Instagram, column Doolin, and you can also contact Shawnee at Mind Yourself three six five. And if you're interested in doing any of Shawnee's yoga classes, you can find him on Port Marnock Beach at the Shelters at seven thirty p.m. on a Wednesday and 10am on a Sunday and also I'd really like to thank Graco Studios for allowing us in here to record the podcast they offer a hybrid solution for video photography and podcasting for more information check out their website at www.gracostudios.com